What, your voice sounds nice? Yeah, like I thought I was nasally, but I'm not nasally. You are quite nasal. No, I don't know if I am. Anyway, we're going now. Oh, hello. Yeah, hello. So I don't know how we start this. So Like this? Like this. So welcome to Don't Laugh But. I'm going to start like that. Okay. Are you going to add on a podcast straight from the twatter smith of me? Yeah, yeah, but you just learn how to say that. (laughs) The twatter you're listening to Don't Laugh But with Rebecca Elliott and Kirsty Hudson, creating their own unique twatmosphere for your listening pleasure. Twatmosphere, I think. So basically, I, uh, so I hate saying my own name. I'm Rebecca Elliott. Yes, you are. Who's an author. I you could are... say you are Rebecca Elliott. Could you, you say it? That would be... You say... This is Rebecca Elliott. Yeah. She is an author. Thanks. I am Kirsty Hudson. I do a bit of stand-up. Yeah, I like how you just went in with your own name there. You didn't give me a oh, chance to Oh, you wanted to me say. to... You wanted no, it's fine, you know, no, no, no. I you think it's much better if I do most of the talking. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. So, yeah, basically we're just going to talk about life's bigger issues. I think it's nice to have two middle... Are we middle-aged? Middle-aged people... Middle-aged women talking about something other than, like, kids... I think parenthood. I'm actually above middle age right now because I'm 45. You're quite old. So that's three score and ten is what you're promised by God. So Are you? Yeah, three score and ten, boys and men. You, no, you've literally just made up a song. That's a song, but I think there's definitely a thing I don't think about it is. That. I, think, I literally think you've made that up. So uh, I want to talk to you about that I was asked for ID in Tesco's and I'm pushing 40. Yeah. And it pretty much made my week. The thing uh, is, there was that awkward moment when... So I used to get asked for ID a lot, and it used to really piss me off up to the age of about 30. Uh-huh. Especially when you're in Waitrose and you're buying, like, expensive wine and gin and, like, a basket full of stuff. And you kind of think, do they really think a 17-year-old is buying <laughs> in Waitrose? Like, fancy gin. Fancy gin. <laughs> like... But now there's this awkward moment where he, the, the bloke in Tesco's asked me for ID. And obviously I laughed and... Was you in the big Tesco's? Little Tesco's. Okay. Little Tesco's. Blowing the, uh, the dust off my ID to mm-hmm. show it to him. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he knows. Right. Because I've laughed at him. Mm-hmm. He's seen the wrinkles at that point because mm-hmm. he's kind of zoned in a bit mm-hmm. more. But we've still got to go through the whole rigmarole mm-hmm. of showing him the ID. Right. And he realises I'm 39. Mm-hmm. I just think oh, it's just. Did it? Was it? Did it make you happy? It did make me happy, but then I felt bad because, like, I've always wanted to be not thought of as a girl. I always wanted to be a woman. Mm. We'll talk about that in another podcast. Mm-hmm. But when someone says you look younger than you are, it's nice, isn't it? Ah, uh, see, I think I look so young. I don't think I look like any older than eighteen. Like, like seriously, like yeah. no older. You look quite a lot older. <laughs> but than then that. I think. Well, like, does that matter? Like, I no, am. It no, it doesn't matter. Okay, I am a lot older. Normally, than I would think it doesn't matter. I want to look my age. You but know. when someone says, oh, when it, someone says you look that. young, but I don't think I look attractive young. I think I look kind of like chubby cheeks, wearing kids' clothes. Right. Young. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't thinking that. Well, she's a hottie. Clearly, yeah. she's young. He was she, thinking she's some weird. Who's freaky. that ugly young thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, I think like I I was looking at some pictures of myself when I went on. My first girls' holiday. Yeah. And I was probably around 19 or 20. And, like, I was not attractive. Like, I think I'm way more attractive now. 
Yeah, like I always had short hair. Like I always had short hair. Nothing, nothing wrong with short hair. Yeah, but I dyed my hair every color. So I had green hair, yellow hair, white hair. Okay. Every. I won't name all the colors. You were trying very hard to look interesting. Basically, I know. like really I know. out there. And I had a boy, right? Yeah. Do you mean a boyfriend or is like a boy? A, fa- a boy. In a trunk I, I never had boyfriends. I never. I tried really hard to have boyfriends growing uh-huh. up, and I failed. Well, I mean, I did look like Sharon from EastEnders at the time because when I had blonde hair, that's what I looked she like. She was attractive. That's what I looked like. Yeah, like that's, Sharon, that's, that's she's pretty very good. wrinkly now, though, isn't she? Is she? Mm. As are you. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. I don't no. think I am that wrinkly. Do it on Facebook today. You know, you get the adverts <coughs> that are specifically aimed at you on Facebook. At me? Or no, I don't need, like, <laughs> no. probably not this just at you. This is on my Facebook. <clears throat> there was an advert today for a new product which. Uh, you stick on your eyelids in case you have droopy eyelids because you're getting old. Oh, I so That's need that. That's what they targeted at me. It's, I have actually bought what I have actually bought something like that before what? because I do have a condition with you droopy eyelids. You don't have a eyelids. condition. I do. I have, have a condition, condition and it's caused no. really droopy eyelids. I'm no. going to Google the you name. You just got tiny eyes. I'm going to Google the name. I'm going to find it out and you're going to you're going to weep at my feet with my condition. Uh-huh. So you put this like sticky tape here and then it lifts. Is this what they were they like little Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You actually so there's me thinking what kind of woman buys this nonsense and this you kind are of woman literally that, that kind of woman i am i bought them wow and yeah they're actually quite tricky to put on and they're, yeah. they're quite pointless to put on well, is the point so we're supposed to be talking about death mm-hmm. we thought we'd start at the end yeah the cheery subject yeah uh, so obviously we've both had experience of death. We have. Your dad died. My dad died when I was 12 and he was 37. He yeah. was young. Very young. Yeah, he died suddenly too, which is a bit of a bugger. And now you are going to well, out-trump me on the whole death I was going to say, I do death top trumps you because my daughter died. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? I know. No, but... You know, you know my, we're talking... Go on. My daughter died obviously when I'm an, an adult, clearly. Uh-huh. And... Obviously tragic, mm-hmm. but you, somebody dying when you're a teenager, mm. when you're kind of malleable and just kind of growing into the person you're going to be, mm. that's got to affect you a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I think it. I think it stopped. I mean, my... It's clearly affected you. You're not normal. <laughs> clearly, I think it's affected like my emotional growth. Like I feel like I'm quite reactive as a young person. Like I think I'm. I still react quite childlike to some things. So you're still stuck in that teenage... Still stuck in that teenage kind of thing. And also the whole... We talked about this briefly. The whole sympathy thing. You know, like... Um, I love people to feel sorry for me. And that's quite... Did you, oh. did you quite enjoy that as a oh. teenager? Did you oh. feel like the cool kid in the classroom whose dad has died? Yeah, like... <laughs> like and also, I was living in Hollywood. It's upside. Oh, and I still like it now. Like, I want people to think, oh, God, Kirsty, she's got it hard. Poor Kirsty. Yeah, I do. She's battling all that. When people go, don't feel sorry for me, please do feel yeah. sorry. I love that. I love... So, yeah, you do out-trump me with your daughter dying. Cause... Yeah, a little bit. You know, Quite not, I mean, if someone went, oh, who do you feel more sorry for? Someone whose dad died or someone whose daughter died. Yeah. Like, you get a point. But then can you compare death, really? It's all just shit. It is shit. And it all affects people in totally different ways. It does. Did you worry about other people's awkwardness? Oh, my... When your dad died? Because I had a lot of that when when my daughter, Clemmy, Clemmy died. Yeah. Yeah, now... Like, other people were so... And still are. Was because mm-hmm. it's such a sort of it's almost a t- it's not a taboo but you know you, kids dying child oh, totally. death is this huge hideous thing 
And yeah. so you kind of have to end up worrying about other people feeling awkward mm-hmm. about it. You see, my dad died in the 80s, so no one talked about anything anyway. No. Like, literally, like, no one was... Other. Not one person in my family, when he died, my dad had um, five brothers and a sister, and not one of them asked how he was. Yeah. How are you? How am I? How are you? Not my auntie, not anyone. I mean, my nan my nan and granddad, my mum's mum and dad were lovely. They were the loveliest, kindest people, but not affectionate at all. So right. no one really asked us how we were feeling um, at all at the time. So in the 80s, and I just think it was a really different time. Like, you know, in a way, it's, yeah. it, in a way it's probably an easier time for someone to die. Do you think they didn't ask you because they didn't want you emoting all over the place? I don't think that it wasn't even in their, in their headspace to us. It wasn't yeah. a thing. Let's not right. talk about... And like now, would be like, I could think if I think if I had like a twelve and almost thirteen year old kid whose dad died, I'd be like, baby, you okay? Right, Talk to me, right. share, you know, whatever. And you'd have that space and that time. More evolved than a lot since the eighties. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so I think it was a really different time, and it just wasn't a thing. Like now, I'd probably be getting counselling and all that kind of right, stuff, and it right. wasn't. Um, and I think, but but no one talked about it. And my mum said, because my mum was only 33 when he died, yeah. that people would avoid her it's because they felt they were going to catch it almost. Like, it was yeah, a bit okay. like, oh, my God, there's that widow, you know, like, she's right. a widow at right. 33. And, oh, my God, that's so horrendous. And wouldn't and no, and no at times people just don't talk to you about it. They just don't at talk. times I've, I sort of felt, not avoided, but that, that people don't want to mention it. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the, in the first couple of weeks, obviously, people are all over you and it's, and it's lovely and it's what can we do to help, you know, and, and all that. But when, like, a, a month or two has passed, you know, people don't want to bring it up because they think, I don't want to upset her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not like them bringing it up would remind me of it. Like no, I was like, oh, I forgot. well aware yeah. every day mm-hmm. that I'd recently lost my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I, that was weird. And I remember I went to, because Benji was, like, two. So I was still going... I was still going to uh, toddler groups and I went to toddler group a couple of, I think it was about six weeks after she died. And you know, when you kind of, I mean, obviously, you know me, like toddler groups are not my thing anyway, mm. but you try, you try and make conversation with the other mums. So I have this other conversation with, with this woman who I hadn't met before, getting on, you know, perfectly well. And then of course she says, so, you know, have you got any other kids? And... I was thinking, like, what what do I say? Yeah. Because you don't want to... What is she supposed to do with that? If I just turn around and go, well, actually, I did have a daughter, but she's just died. <laughs> Deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But equally, I didn't want to say, yeah, no, I've just got two sons. Because you want to acknowledge Because I feel like, you know, I was yeah. kind of writing Clemmy out of yeah. history. I think these days I do say that just because it's it's easier. Okay. So I think I just, in the end, I kind of mumbled. I was very vague about how many children I had. I think she was very confused as to why I was... Kind of vague about. I'm not like I'm not. I'm not sure how many kids I've got. Maybe two, maybe three. Depends on the day. Uh, but other people, other people, at like they just, I don't know. They wouldn't want to look me in the eye and stuff for a little while because they. And it's not them being nasty. It's it's kind of done out of love, I think, because people don't want to upset you. But death hits you in the face. It hits your own mortality. When it's a kid, it's like, well, that could happen to me. Like that. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Like that thing, and it's like we don't talk about death 
particularly in England, we don't talk. No, in this society, we don't talk about it. It is the the last taboo. It is, and it is because people don't know what to say. And it is something that we are literally all going to have to deal with. All of us. It's the only. It's the no. They're taxes, as they say. It's the one constant. I think as well is that people don't know what to say, so they say nothing. But I think that nothingness is worse because it makes you just feel like a huge amount of voidness and. And it's like, I want to talk about my dad. I'll give me any Oh, I want to talk about Clemmy all the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Love it. That, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, sometimes, like, obviously, I get upset. Mm-hmm. But talking about her isn't just going to randomly no. make me start... No, you know, totally. ...getting beside myself with tears or something. No. And for me, it's 33 years since my dad dies. It's a very right. different ex- experience now, or 32 and a half, you know. But it's like... He was such an important part of my life. And someone said as well, a little while ago, oh, do you remember your dad? And I was like, oh, of course I remember my dad. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, my dad. It's like the weirdest kind of thing. Um, but I think, again, like with your kids and stuff, like it does make you go, oh, like, a child has died, you know? like Yeah, it is. But we've got is. this, like, this weird thing about, oh, they died too young. Okay, of course that's young, they die too young. But what's to say that isn't the right time? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... Like well, this this was the thing. I mean, Clemmy obviously had she had severe, well, not obviously, but it's obvious to me. Mm-hmm. She had severe brain damage. So and she lived ten years. She was ten when she died. And to me, she kind of lived this perfect life. And I I, I think that I think that time. We think that the stretching out of time with a life makes it more perfect. We want to live as long as possible because that's the better life, the mm-hmm. life that lasts longer. Whereas actually time's kind of irrelevant and I think her 10 years was perfect. I think it probably, as as hard as that is, I think it came to its end at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I'm probably talking bollocks, but it just, it, it feels right. But but then it's different because Clemmy had brain damage. So although yeah. she lived, a, you know, a beautiful, totally beautiful life and mm. brought nothing but happiness. It's so but interesting. it felt like it was kind of the right... didn't feel like that at the time, but uh-huh. in retrospect, it's no le- less upsetting. But life isn't worth less if it's shorter. No, it's like... I can talk about death all the time. It's nothing... But it absolutely terrifies me. Do like you, it, you think about your own death? I think about my own death. Like, yeah, I've, only now, probably now, do I not feel like I'm going to probably die. Right. Like, if I get... But if I had... A stomach pain, it would be stomach cancer. If I have a brain right. headache, I'm having a brain hemorrhage. Right. Um, and that, I think that comes down for the suddenness of my dad died very suddenly, very healthy man and died suddenly. Um, so I think that comes from that trauma. And I think I had like a bit of post-traumatic kind of stress kind of from that yep. thing, you know. But I, but I just think I can't see any good in death. In my head, like death just feels so the most traumatic thing because it traumatised me for so many years. Right. And I'd like to come to a place where it isn't so harsh. Like, every year, like, the tw- like the 12th of November is my dad day when my dad died. Death day, yeah. Yeah, I will dread that day. So it's November Still. comes in. Yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. And my mum will be trying... Me and my mum and my older sister try and do something special Good. on that day. We're going, you know, go out today, in the day for London or whatever. Um, but... My mum particularly finds that hard. She's like, she yeah. can't breathe. And sometimes I forget, like, like with my mum. Like, you don't be, get over it. You don't get over that's it. That's the thing that, you know, they say, they say that time heals. And people say that to you when, when someone's like, oh, like, give it, give it time. Give it time. I don't, I don't think it does. I think the, your grief stays exactly the same size as it always mm-hmm. was. It's but just that your life bigger. sort of 
grows yeah. around it. Totally. But no, I think time is an absolute bastard mm. because it just, it, if anything, I, I've, me and my husband talk about this, we kind of wanted, we want time to kind of slow the hell down and stop because it feels like she's getting further away from us. Oh my God, and that's what I hate. It's like, like yeah. time is yeah. just stealing your loved one away from you, like one memory at a time. It's just, just going, she's going. You yeah. Know? And, and I, and it makes it harder. Yeah, it makes it, if anything. Yeah, I think time makes it harder. It makes it different. It does, like, yeah, it, it definitely makes it. it different. And like, the, things do become easier. But other things, like yeah. you just said, they become so much harder because I'm so far away. And I'm like this grown woman. I was a kid, a little kid when my dad died. Right. And now I'm this grown woman with kids and a life and an amazing life and an amazing husband, all that kind of stuff. And I think I really would like him to see it. Do you feel there is something next? Do yeah, feel, I do. Do you feel like you'll see Clemmy again? I do, I do. And on my, on my good days, I'm pretty sure about that but on my bad days i'm quite a cynical bitch right I just doubt everything i want to have that certainty mm -hmm. i really really do and i i kind of i think this can't be it no this just can't be it and so much about clemmy was so sort of serene and out of this world and and kind of felt right even though it was really hard you know that I just kind of think that there, there was a bigger power at play. And yeah. I, I do think I'll see her again. Yeah. But then you get the weird questions like, you know, people say, oh, and she'll be walking and she'll, because she was obviously in a wheelchair and that. And I'm like, and she'll be talking. And, and I'm like, but that won't be Clemmy. So and that freaks me out. Suggesting she's fixed. That when that she, she's not her anymore. And also suggesting that, that she was less than when she was here. Then. Yeah. Or she'll be healed from that. Why? She'll be healed. But then, whereas that was Clemmy. Yeah. Why can't she be a whole person yeah. like that? And why can't that be enough? Exactly. You know, I mean, so that, that's... That, 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 those kinds of... I mean, those are specifics, really. Yeah. But that kind of freaks me out. You should be the same age as my son now, wouldn't she? Right, right. So is that ever weird? Do you ever think like that? I do, I do. And I... Yeah, it's odd. And obviously, she was... Because she was born with brain damage, that needn't have happened. So no. then, then you kind of think, I'd have a, a quote, normal 14-year-old girl yeah. now. I, I remember what I was like at 14. Yes. It was a nightmare. Yes. So I, I escaped a, you know curveball there yeah uh, but those those kinds of thoughts just tie you in knots don't they but i can't help it i think i think that is the one thing that death is good at is that it teaches you acceptance there's no way this can be different there's no right. way my dad can't be here yeah absolutely there's no way clemmy can't be here and i think that that you just the, gotta go with yeah it and, and, back on. and then i think acceptance is like a key for everything in life yeah because uh, what you what you persist persists. Yeah, nice. No, what you resist persists. Ah, oh, oh, you were so quote. proud of yourself. I got well. it so wrong. Uh, yeah, so I think death is a really great leveler as well of people. I think it's bizarre that we do take life. Like I don't ever think I'm gonna die. Like now, like I, I know, like I will. Like clearly, yeah. I don't, yeah, think, you think, know, yeah. like it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, like there's no way out of this. But I never think about it. Like I. Oh, I, I do, I, I, I do. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so desperate to go old. To, to, I want to be 104. I think I'm going to be 104 when I die. Do you? You want to just... No, I want to be really fit and healthy. I want my husband to live that long as well. I want us to just die. Yeah. Really drunk. That scares and, me that one of us is going to die first. That's scary, yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, my husband has told me frequently that he wants, uh, for his funeral, a Norse, like, Viking... He wants to be put on a boat <laughs> and burn and burn, <laughs> right? Right. And he said it so many times, like as a as a joke. Uh huh. 
But then he said it so many times, I kind of think, oh, when he dies, I'm actually going to have to do that. I'm going to yes. have to get a rowing boat, yeah. go out on Thorpe Ness or something, and set fire <laughs> to it. You know? And he wants me to chuck myself on the pyre, uh-huh. on the burning boat, and uh, die with him. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, which I thought was a bit... Oh, I think he's joking about yeah. that. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, do you want people to be sad when you die? Oh, do you, God, yeah. Do you want, like, I, I want people to be so sad yeah, that it's going to affect them oh. forever. And I want them to come to a funeral crying. Yeah. I'd like Dove's release, maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not sure about this all, oh, let's all celebrate her life. No. No. Let's cry. Yeah, I want, I want everyone wearing black. Oh. The black are the better veils. Oh. I want that in a veil. Oh. Some sort of black veil. Lacy veil. Six months. Oh, oh, yeah, like Queen Victoria. How long did she spend in mourning? Like lots yeah, of years. Yeah, that was years. Yeah, you know. I expect yeah, that he, from he used to do well. that. And also, all that all that about, you know, oh, oh I want you to marry again. And be oh. Happy. No, he is no. not allowed I know. to know happiness again. No. Apart from in his kids. Yeah, I've said know? that to her. I don't want ever, ever him to marry again. Like, I'm the great love of his life. How can we possibly replace <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right? Look at this. Yeah. Come on. You're listening to Don't Laugh But the often inappropriate and frequently ill-informed nonsense of Rebecca Elliott and Kirsty Hudson. But do you ever worry about your kids more now than other kids? Than yeah, other totally. kids, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- t- totally. Yeah. I mean, Benji was like two and a half. So although he remembers her, I think he remembers her mostly through us talking about her, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, through sort of memories imprinted on him. Uh, but Toby was six and a half. And very, I'm obviously very close. I mean, Clemmy didn't walk or talk, but, you know, it was like, for him, it was like having a baby sister. And it obviously massively affected him and still does. But, I mean, but, but then, but then has it? I mean, he's great, you know, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no major mm-hmm. issues there. But you've got to think that that's got to affect you, hasn't it? If I think so. If your sibling dies, that's, that's like a huge thing. It must do. But do do we project our fears onto well, them? You know, do we project yeah, our thing? Like yeah. that's a thing. Back in the day, you know, people when kids used to die, you know, just all the time. Be like, oh, is another one gone? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was quite like that. Yeah. But, but people didn't, you know, people didn't worry about the remaining siblings. You just cracked on. Mm-hmm. But is that right? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't it's, know. That's the thing. There's so many. Like, what is the right way to deal with a child death? I don't know. I don't know. What is the way to do? Like my mum, like says things to me like like if I do something really well oh you'll get your rewards in heaven yeah like yeah. you know that's a little bit like what they say to Isis yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean as well like, what is your mum getting you to do when well she... it's just like well you know what if, if I do it oh you'll get your rewards in heaven like really like can I have my rewards now yeah can I have them now though yeah, yeah. <laughs> just four of them like yeah. you get your rewards in heaven and I'm sure like by very nature like heaven's gonna be heaven I mean, that itself sounds quite nice. Do you it know does, I mean? like, it does sound pretty nice, doesn't what it? What rewards am I going to get? And you know the whole thing about... Yeah, it's not just heaven. If you get your rewards, it's like heaven with bonuses. Yeah. But like, that makes the normal heaven sound a bit crap, though. It does. And, like, you know, when all those men are sleeping with those virgins, yeah. like, what do they do then? What do the virgins do? Because then they're no longer virgins. And then they're like, well, what's my role now? Nobody's thinking of the virgins. I was going to ask you about laughter. And joking around death. Yes. When your dad was dying. Mm. Were you the kind of family that would still make jokes? Yes. Did you feel very guilty much, about it? No guilt. Very much death. And my mum's a nurse as well, so she had quite a dark sense of humour anyway. Right. And then, yeah, very much. Like, I remember my sister going somewhere, like, we were in a pub, and 
she was underage and drinking in there and and she said to my to her friend her friend was like, oh I'm a, god I'll be so as trouble if my dad sees me she goes I'd have a heart attack if my dad saw me do you know what I mean <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. and I'm like yeah I would love to see my dad but not right now like I'm terrified of ghosts do you know what I mean yeah. like yeah, I don't want to see you now yeah, leave it dad like, just wait yeah. until we're all and also like when you're having sex sometimes I'll be like yeah really is he everywhere <laughs> I, you yeah. think about that yeah. while you're having sex. No. What if dad pops up there? Yeah, not all the time, but imagine that. That'd be so awkward. Like, not right now. That'd be pretty awkward. Yeah, and like when my little boy was young, he say, came down and he said, I've just seen your dad. And I'm thinking he's me and my stepdad. He's like, no, you're real dad. And oh. I'm like, like, re- like yeah, because we obviously talk about my dad being dead and stuff. He's all like, but he told me he loved you. And I said, right. He said, but that's not the most important part. What he said, he said, that's not the important part. Yeah. He told me to tell you he's not dead. He's everywhere. Wow. Like, and it was like the weird... How old was your son when he... Probably just four. Like, it was like... The so that's a weird thing for a four-year-old to Three say. and a half. He wasn't... Yeah, probably quite four even. Like, he's not... And he was so adamant that he had to say that that's not the most important part, mummy. Like, right. He was so... So this is why you're freaked out every time you have sex now? Because your dad is everywhere. He is everywhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. sometimes I'm like... Like, I miss yeah. him so much sometimes. I'm like... I want to know, are you really here? Show me. Show yes. me the money kind of yeah, thing. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But that's the whole thing about faith, isn't it? Yeah. You can't really have proof of it. No. It kind of ruins it. And like, I've been to a medium once um, in like a, it was like in a pub. Like, and she did once come to me. You've enough. tried like every weird spiritual thing. and I like, oh, I like a little bit of that. You like, like a little bit of everything. I've seen myself as spiritual. I've seen myself as a spiritual being having a human experience. You're just a spiritual whore. You'll just like, go around like anything, every, any religion, anything. treatment, Oh, I love it. Oh, I rubbish. love a bit of religion. Love it. And I... When and I just thought like my dad, he was such such a loud fella. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah that surprises me. If it, like he'd have come through, he'd have been there. He'd have been like in a few. Yeah. Go, Hello, that's it. You know And that's my call. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, and nothing, nothing. Also, but I would, I would definitely go and see someone who was really if like I felt. Like if the Long Island medium came with her hair and her nails. Have you ever seen that show? No. She's got the most amazingly like blonde round hair and nails out here that curl over. Oh, good cracking. I would go see her. Yeah, but you kind of think if, if there is a way for the dead people to contact us, do they really need to go through some twat with long nails? <laughs> I don't know. Just... I know. I get a direct to my line. Really. Yeah. You know, if there is life after death, it's got to be separate, mm-hmm. utterly, to this life. I know. So that just it just makes no sense to me that you that one would ever what have no. a visitation from. Oh no! See, I don't think it is separate at all. I think they're one of the same. I think that we just get caught. Remember, like when you remember like Einstein. I remember Einstein. <laughs> you remember I remember him? Well. We were good like he talks, didn't he, about like about how like 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 time is not like time is on the scale. relative. I think was the word. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said. But he also said about time yeah. how it doesn't go in like the way we see it. It's, it's all not up and linear. Down and it's li- all up, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the right word, Lydia. Lydia was the right word. Yeah, so I think that that's what death is like. It's like not, like we... I it think kind it, of crosses over. Yeah, yeah I don't think it yeah. is any different. I think that, like, and we just kind of get it all when we die. But then there's like the whole reincarnation thing, like coming back. And I just think, like, it's all right if I come back as Oprah, but I imagine I'll probably come back like, oh. Not as a slug. I'll probably come back as one of the virgins. Do you know what I mean? Like, could, that'd yeah, be me, that you know? It's unlikely. But yeah. well, going back to the humour thing, so I, I think it's because people say that you kind of oh if you, you use humour as a defence mechanism, mm-hmm. and I think there's that's just so much crap. Right. I think that humour is the way to get through life. 
Yeah. I think it's you it's absolutely it's a tool to oh, get it's through so healing. moments it's, and yeah. crap. And literally the day Clemmie died, which was obviously horrific, my brother and my sister in law, who I love very much, happened to be they live in Paraguay, they happened to be here, which was amazing in itself because they're never in the country. So they, they came to the hospital and, and Clemmie was lying there and she'd gone and and it was all horrible and obviously we're all distraught. And it was December and Clemmie had had her Christmas play due. It's always amazing at her because obviously she went to a special needs school. Mm-hmm. Christmas play was always just a joy. She, but anyway, she'd had it that day and she'd had to wear some stupid costume for it. But my, my sister-in-law, Marion, just kind of leaned over Clemmie and obviously wiped away tears and just went, man, she really didn't want to do her school play, did she? <laughs> <laughs> And and the thing is that I I think a lot of people would have thought inappropriate, yeah. but I just needed that to break oh. that tension. Yeah, just laughing through tears in mm-hmm. moments like that is precisely what you want, and oh, kind of absolutely. brings you all closer. All the people who are standing around her body at that time, it just kind of. I, I don't think humor's ever inappropriate. No, and I think it's really crazy to defensive defending against what. Yeah. Like, the very against this horrendous pain that I'm feeling. Actually, it's, right. like, crazy. You know, it's, like, it's cathartic and it is uniting. And it makes... Death makes absolutely no sense. No. Like, how can... What? One minute you're here and then you're not Just here? Gone. yeah. And what does that mean? And, like, it makes no sense at all. Like, like, do, where's my dad's all his thoughts and his dreams and his plans and his ideas? All, exactly. Where do they all exactly. go? It's this... Because I think, like, in everyone's... This is going to sound out there. I'm going to go with it anyway. In everyone's brain, in everyone's head, rather rather than brain. Mm-hmm. Mind. Who use the word mind? Mind. In everyone's mind is like a whole world. Because that particular perspective of life, you know, your particular perspective of life... I will never come close to experiencing. Mm-hmm. So when that dies, it's like a whole world dying. All their experience, mm-hmm. all their experience of the world, it's just just gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if there's not a life after death, then that's just pretty. That's kind of weird. and there is a thought of a school of thought that suggests that the world that the world isn't real anyway. That it is only what we project out onto it. There is. A whole kind of philosophy behind that. There is. I can see you there. just rolling your eyes no, at that. No, I'm enjoying it. And Carry on. So I think, but I think it isn't a far step to go to from what you're saying. Do about you think we're all in the Matrix? I think if I'd seen the Matrix, I'd say yes, but Have I haven't. You not seen the Matrix. <laughs> because I haven't Good. seen it. God. Because I don't. I like Keanu Reeves as well, so I'm not sure. He never ages, you know, does he? No. Like, he's had loads of tragedy in his life. He has. He had a child die, yeah. I believe, didn't he? I don't know. I, I don't just know he's loads of, I just know he's had loads of tragedy. It just makes me fancy him a little bit more. Does but, it? Oh, he's dealt with a lot. Oh, yeah, I like, yeah. yeah, yeah like, blokes, if blokes have death in their life, I think they become more attractive because uh-huh. we think, oh, he's sensitive. You know, yeah. he's had to deal with a lot. Uh-huh. I think we, when women have, have had people die, uh-huh. I think it's more likely the blokes just going to think, oh, she's needy. Yeah. Baggage. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever cried in inappropriate places? Oh, all the time. Right. Yeah, quite often. There was a New Year's Eve party, so like a month after she died, at my friend's house. Mm. And, you know, we were we were trying to crack on with things. And so still felt guilty about going to parties like that, though. You mm-hmm. just feel guilty. Like, whenever you laugh or smile out in public afterwards, you just think people are looking at you thinking, yeah. what the hell has she got to laugh about? Mm-hmm. You know, she's just denying her daughter's pain. Uh, but anyway, we went to this party and someone started talking to me about Clemmie. And it was a lovely conversation. And I could just feel that I was just exploding inside. And so I actually, I hid in a cupboard oh. in the larder in their kitchen oh, and right. uh, just wept. 
Right. Yeah. And what? the husband, my friend Neil, came and opened the door to get some more wine out or something. He just kind of saw me and just went, I'll leave you to it. Oh. <laughs> just closed the door again. Oh, thank you. And when someone... I don't like crying in front of people. No, no, because I'm not an attractive crier either. Because crying is not like in the Hollywood movies. No. It's not like a single couple of tears rolling no. down a beautiful cheek. No. It is like, it starts in your head, you've got the wind rushing, oh. you've got your throat, like you can't swallow, you start gurning with your mouth, like a and it's snot, snot bubbling out. Mm. It's just disgusting crying, proper I watched, crying. I watched someone crying today, actually, on this morning. You watched some, what? This morning. This morning we're filling, filling Holly. Oh, it's so. On ITV, I don't do ITV. I don't do ITV. I don't do ITV. That's my main viewing hub. I am aware of Philip and Holly. <laughs> yeah, though. and they they had a woman on there who'd she'd done something wrong, and she was crying, and there was just snot. There was oh, but no. clear snot, clear snot, just oh, going down her nose, and oh. I was like, wipe your nose. And I was yeah. trying, I was shouted and Phil did hand her a tissue, but she just... Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Love, you want to get rid of the snot. It, it, hit, it hit her lip and I'm like, oh, oh no, it's on your lip, oh, Tina. Oh. Crying should be, for other people, not me, should be totally okay mm-hmm. to do in public. It really should. It really, really should. I cried in your shoes the other day. Did you? I had a row with Aaron. <laughs> really? That is shocking. Yeah, in Yo Sushi. And I just, like, literally just went, I was so angry. I was angry. I'm right. sorry, I got a burst into anger tears. Anger to, oh. different, different tears. Yeah, but it didn't look different, Probably like, too. to the people. <laughs> I'm just crying. I couldn't stop crying. And I'm like... <laughs> Did Darren back down? At that point, is the argument over? Oh, when, yeah. Because like, well, no, he was a bit like, mm. I think he's quite pleased. You know what I mean? He's like, job done. Yeah, there we go. I think you know. I've won that. But he kind of saw that there. And he's all like, but it's okay. And I'm like, no. Okay. Like, and then the kids are coming. Wow. And then the waitress came over, and I just went, I just want another one of those toffee things. <laughs> did she think that's why you were crying? I think she did. Because there wasn't, <laughs> any, more on the, there wasn't any more on the, on the thing. On the conveyor belt. Oh, my God, it was so embarrassing. But, yeah, no, crying is uh, but do something you... I want other people to be able to do yeah. around me, that I don't want to do around other people. But I'll always say something. It's like, like breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I want other people to absolutely, I would march on the streets so that other people could breastfeed in public right. and in front of me, but I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Would you march on the streets with your tits out? I would do that, yeah. <laughs> as long as there's no baby hanging off them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. See, I breastfed, and I wasn't very good at it, and I couldn't ever do it discreetly. No, I couldn't. No. You get these women, they just have, they have a little jumper, and they just lift the jumper, yeah. and they put the baby on, they carry on For talking. me, I was having to lift it out. I was having oh. to pinch my nipple, oh, open the baby's mouth, and get it out. I know. And, oh. I know. And I could never do it. I couldn't do it ever in front of my father-in-law. Oh, my God. No, my dad would kind of, you know, he'd, be, he'd obviously be discreet, and, you know, we're kind of private people in my family, but, but equally he wants to support what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd be in the living room, he'd be there trying to have a chat about, you know, I don't know, bleeding the radiators or something, yes. something daddy. Pretending you're not squeezing your nipples. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All, the, all the while, I'm like, oh, let's wrap it up, Dad. It you just, know, yeah. I, yeah, I utterly support everyone. But everyone else, yeah, totally. Yeah. Everyone should but, get their boobs out whenever they want. But with the crying thing, do you say, like, I, I would go, look, I would, do you acknowledge it? Oh, baby, but, you know, it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Because you want, you say, oh, don't cry. But I they know. need to cry. Yes, them. You can't, exactly. You can't stop those tears. But yeah. we say, oh, don't cry. It's okay. It's not okay. They're fine. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And then if you're I not... I do say that to my six-year-old, though, because yeah. he cries. Does he? For no cry. reason. Yeah. Whatsoever. 
See, my daughter just shouts, everyone makes you so it's easy to be pissed with her. Yeah. She told me, yeah, she's like, she did the classic last night, you are not the boss of me. Yes, I am. Yes, literally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yes. contractual. <laughs> it's my job. Yeah, I am the you're boss. Not get out of this is the Don't Laugh But podcast, brought to you by Kirsty Hudson and Rebecca Elliott, two women determined to find the funny in everything, or at least pass the time by taking the piss out of each other. Being brave. When people say, oh, you're so brave. Mm. Uh, and people say, obviously, we had Clemmy and we looked after her. Didn't look after her. She's our child. But that, that's the point. You know, mm-hmm. she, she was Clemmy mm-hmm. for 10 years and then she died. People go, oh, God, you know, I don't know how you did that. You're so brave. And I think, no, it's absolute nonsense to say that somebody's brave. For just mm. You just crack on with whatever life puts in front of you. I would love it if someone said to me that I was brave. I'd be like, would you? Yeah, oh. No, but people must have said that when your dad died. Well, I don't think so. so. Again, it was they, the 80s. They must have done. No, I... Well, no. People were still nice in the 80s. Well, no it one really talked about it. No, no one really talked about it. I honestly don't remember anyone talking to me about my dad dying. Like, wow. No one, like, really. It was just a thing. And So you think you were brave? Oh, I think I was very brave. Very, and I think, very brave. Yeah, and again, it goes back to wanting the sympathy thing. Like, I, yeah, yeah. feel for me. My quite, life's been hard. quite needy. I'm getting that. I think that's the, that's a good description. I am, I, I, yeah, yeah. Quite high maintenance. Well, yeah. I mean, depends what high maintenance is, because I always think of women who are high Your maintenance. Your answer to that is quite high maintenance. Well, <laughs> no, but I and think... you're making it into quite a high maintenance issue. But you think of women like to wear makeup and yeah. nails and yeah. fake tan. I'm not that. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about, though, but emotionally needed. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, totally. Absolutely. All over that. Yeah. I want to generally be the centre of attention. Yes. All of the time. I had noticed that, but then that's that's a stand-up comedian's job. Yeah, but most stand-up comedians do, do not want it in real life. Yeah, and I don't get that. And I do. Yes, you do. So the so the brave thing, yeah. you, you think you were brave. Yeah. But I'm allowed to say that I'm, I wasn't, and I, I think it's weird when people yeah. say that you're brave. Because you're just... Like, I didn't choose it. I you think you no can choice. only be brave if you put yourself in peril. Okay. If it's just handed to you on a plate, that's not bravery. That's yeah. just cracking on, isn't it? Well, that's when, that's the whole, yeah, the whole kind of same thing about when people say, like, fighting, they fought could fight against That cancer. was the other thing I was going to talk to you about, because your dad had cancer. No, he didn't. Oh, I he thought he did. did. No, he had a submoid, I can't even say it, he had a submoid acmoid hemorrhage. You said it quite well. I know, but that's not really that's how you not say it. That's not actually how you say it. No, so it's like a bleed on the brain. Oh, so we don't, okay. that's why he does so suddenly. So, because um, cancer generally... Yeah, right. Um, but my mum had breast cancer. She, right. She uh, has survived it again. Just, again, again the, all this terminology. <sighs> like, crap. Surviving it and you're brave. Yeah. And she's fighting the good fight. And, no. And, no, you just, uh, you've just got a disease. I, you know, that's they have, horrible. Yeah, that's horrible in your body. And I just think the... that Because then that means the people who die from cancer... Have lost. Have well, they they've lost the battle. They gave up, yeah. did they? Yeah. They're weak, exactly. In some way, exactly. And it's just absolute crap. It's I think, just yeah. I think it's a marketing campaign. Yeah, and, yeah. It well, is. breast cancer is the trendy cancer. It is. It's yeah, definitely. And I just feel that, like, with, because of Kylie and it being pink. And yeah, and when my mum like she, they said that to a lot, well, you can and, you can fight this. She's all like, I can't fight. It. I'm just kind of trust in the doctors. Do you know what I mean? I've got to trust them. Absolutely. Trust and and hope that this isn't my time. And if yeah. it is, then you accept and all. And I think again that goes back to acceptance. Like we, like somehow we feel like cancer's bad and it's wrong. Like, yeah, and like it's the enemy. It's the enemy. It's, yeah, it's a disease. It's it is. A sad it's got no personality. It doesn't get. care. And it just and that like this 
And it's terrifying. And we go, oh, cancer is terrifying. And of course it is. But more women die of heart disease still. Do you right. know what I mean? And we don't go, heart disease is the enemy, you know? Right. Or, right. It's marketing. Yeah, it's it's all like that. It's yeah. like, I just think, yeah, I think allowing. It's the cancer marketing board. Yeah. They're they to blame. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, I do, and that doesn't take away from anyone, anything from anyone who's experienced something horrendous like that. Like, it's horrendous. To say you're fighting something that you have no control over. Yeah, it's not, you're just, you're just, you're dealing with it. Yeah. I think you can deal with things well yeah. or badly, perhaps. Yeah. But most of the time, you're just, you're just dealing with whatever life has dealt with. Mm. And life can deal you a right stinker. And I'd land my Shakti mat, and that's what I'd be doing. Like. Your Shakti mat. Love my Shakti mat. Yeah. It's a bed of nails. Has it got, it's a bed of nails. I thought I it's actually. It's got spikes on it. It's got like plastic spikes. Plastic spikes. Yeah. Yeah. So what it does, it brings all the blood to the no. surface and no, that raises your endorphins no. in your body. No. And, oh, you honestly. No. What it does is it, it makes you lie down mm. on a plastic bed mm. of spikes whilst feeling smug that you're doing something. <laughs> no. The smugness gives you the endorphins, no. raises things, but no. the actual mat is bollocks. I think the research has just shown you differently. <laughs> That's what <laughs> The research. Yeah. Okay. It's good. I'm going to bring my Shakti mat. I might do a podcast from my Shakti mat. That would be special. Especially as generally you lay you naked on it. naked, Oscar? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, me and me naked Shakti I've come up with, I think, some quite special questions. You did. And you've literally... I had three, but you were like, nah, well... well <laughs> Like, yeah. I like that one. Like, do you believe in death? Do you believe in death? <laughs> that, that's a good question. Like, right there. Do you believe in death? Because yeah. it could be like a conspiracy. Because did you know? Yeah, death is a conspiracy. It could be. There were all kinds of theories Trump out there. Trump involved? Well, if you look, do you know the whole Finding Neverland thing with Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a theory that he died. Do you know the whole Pepsi commercial? That he died, I think it was 1984, or yeah. whenever he did that Pepsi. You know when he had his hair burnt off? Do you remember? Yeah, vaguely. Well, he's too young. So Michael Jackson yeah. did a Pepsi commercial. I'm much he... younger than you. Oh, uh, yeah, that five that. years really makes much a difference. Younger. He had a whole, like, uh, his hair was burnt, and there's a whole conspiracy theory that he really died then. Oh, come on. And they replaced him. And That's that... like Paul McCartney. That was the old thing with the Beatles. Everyone said that Paul McCartney died just before the... In like, oh, wish he had. I don't like Paul McCartney. I don't, don't wish he had. not like Paul McCartney? I don't wish he had died really... I don't like his face. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like his... He does put his thumbs up quite a lot. Oh, I do like thumbs up. I do like him. I like that. Yeah, no. Thumbs up. Yeah, but no. you like... Um, Weird people, like... I don't like weird people. Like, Paul McCartney's not, like, a weird person to like. Uh, you like the man on the radio, who I can't think of his I name. I like Ken Bruce. Ken Bruce. I do like Ken Bruce. I like a bit of Ken. No. And yeah. I don't, like... I don't fancy Ken Bruce. I don't want that out there. Mm, I think he's good him. at what he's doing. He has literally no material. <laughs> it's quite he, like this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. yet, every day, without fail, mm. he, he, you know... I've got we have my other question. Gets rid of two hours. We'll just talk about we, if we talk about Ken Bruce, people will tune out. They will. They will tune out. <laughs> I um, didn't bring him up. Uh, You're saying as if he's my favourite person. Uh, you love Ken Bruce. There was just one conversation we had once when I said that I think he's got skills. <laughs> I think he's. <laughs> I'm right there. Is all. Have you ever been in a fan club? Uh, no, don't think I, I have. I was in a Beano fan club. 
Yeah, my brother was, and mm. I was very, very jealous. Did you get like the badge? Yeah, got the badge. Fairy badge. Yeah, got the yeah, badge. I really wanted to be. Got the secret code book. Yeah, but he was older, and, and the, like he was your age. Yeah, know, older. I think it had died a death by the time it got around to me. Yeah, I was in that. And who? And oh, another question I had for you. Uh, that was. Were you in a fan club? That was one of your <laughs> prepared questions no, for wasn't. a podcast on death. It wasn't. Let me get him up. Oh. Do you... It's going to be good. (laughs) That was one. Do you think that anyone has actually got away with faking their own death? But they have. Who? They have. Various people have. Who? Tell me. Do you know them names? Elvis? Yeah, no. 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 Oh, do you know? I hope that's true. No, recently, there was that Russian spy dude. No, he was a journalist. That's right. Journalist in Russia. I'm going to get this story entirely wrong, but he was a journalist in Russia. And it basically it was reported in the news and he was found, you know, like I think it was slumped over his desk with blood, you know, like he'd been shot and you know, pictures of him. He got taken off of an ambulance and all the rest of it and it was pronounced dead. And it was basically he was working with the authorities to dig out these guys who had actually threatened to kill him by faking his own death. Right. But it, the death was faked for several days and his wife didn't even know he was going to do it. No. She thought he was dead. But was that like a witness protection program thing? I don't know. I I think my knowledge is running out yeah. on that story. I because mean, it wasn't really there to start with. It's no. definitely Peter's. Has there anyone? But I mean, that's a good story. It's but yeah, people people have. It's an okay story. Wasn't there a bloke who went off in a boat? Canoe. I, can, yeah, canoe. Canoe no, guy. But he was found out. I'm talking successfully. But how would we well, know exactly that? that? How would we know? <laughs> would you be cremated or would you be buried? Definitely cremated. Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. I mean, I'd like, I've been, I've been to both. And seeing someone put into the ground, the, the visual of that, the thought of that, the going down, yeah. the, the worms and decomposition things going yeah. through your head, it's just hideous, whereas obviously it's all hideous. But going behind a curtain and then seeing smoke going up, like you think going up to heaven. Oh, you yeah, You know, yeah, that, yeah, like... Yeah. I don't know. And would you want to die suddenly or would you want to, like, a, like to have cancer and a slow, really <laughs> painful death? The way you looked at me when you said that was quite sinister, <laughs> like you were about to pull a knife out. What, what's your option? What would you like? I, everyone wants to die in their sleep. Yeah. something you didn't know about. I don't want to die I don't want sleep. to know about it. No, I don't want to die in my sleep, though. I'd that quite one. happily not go to the doctors again. Yeah. Any little twinge, I'm just going to ignore. <laughs> no, I don't I want do. to know until it's way too late. Yeah. And then I'm just... But I don't want to die in my sleep because I would do something I think about that before I go to sleep. Oh, don't want to die in my sleep. Not tonight. But it's nice to have a bit of time before you go because then you can kind of wrap it up with people, can't you? Yeah, because but death isn't happen that quickly. Like when you die, like you kind of you literally kind of drown. This is the happy conversation. Yes, that, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. I think you kind of do so. There. I quite like not that to happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, think. I don't think you're alone there. I don't think you'd get anyone in this room going. I don't know. I quite fancy that. <laughs> Death by well, anyone in this room? Away. That's just you. Yeah. <laughs> all I the am. other people. All here. the other people here today. Yeah. You, have you ever written a book about death? I I have. <laughs> yeah. I have genuinely. Uh-huh. I've written a children's book. Nice. Uh, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so patronising. <laughs> I love that you've literally got no clue about any of my books as well, ever. I've never read it. I wrote a book uh, called Missing Jack. Right. Which is about a cat dying. Right. And obviously, you can't really compare a cat dying to a person dying. Mm-hmm. But the point of the book was 
that I think kids kids are open to talking about stuff, mm-hmm. proper stuff mm-hmm. like death. Because mm-hmm. most kids will will have obviously pets die. A lot of kids mm-hmm. will have grandparents die. Mm-hmm. They need to they need to have a language mm-hmm. that they can talk about this stuff rather than we just go oh no no they can't they don't talk about it in front of the kids mm-hmm. you know. So it's a, it's an uplifting book about a cat dying. There you go. It's quite funny. I was thinking about I had another question for you and I've forgotten it now. Oh god. Next so, time do some homework. Beforehand. Oh no, it was some a good research. One. It yeah. was a good one. You're listening to Don't Laugh But with Kirsty Hudson and Rebecca Elliott, the random banter of two idiots laughing at love. When Clemmie went, obviously there's all the big stuff, like my daughter's died. Mm-hmm. That's horrific and mm-hmm. all of that. And life will literally never be the same again. And it's like having a bulldozer just like ploughing through your life. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, there's the little things, like I just suddenly realised there'll be no new photos of her. Oh. And although that's like obvious... That's the case. It was a real shocker. I think it was a a few days afterwards. I just kind of thought, oh, that's it for photos now. That's interesting. It's a really obvious point. Uh But I think it's just one of those things that stuck with me. That and I couldn't listen to music. Oh, really? After she died. And also after she was born, I couldn't listen to music because I just get too emotional. I just start crying. God. I think it just music just taps in to that kind of deep. And at that point, you kind of need to be a bit surfacey. Right. You need to just be dealing with stuff, whether it's funeral or when she was a baby, just like dealing with trying to get her fed. And and when you listen to music, it kind of taps into that mm. deep guttural mm. hole. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that wasn't very funny. I just thought I'd share that. No, no, it's, it's interesting. I, the day my so my dad died in the middle of the night, about three in the morning. Right. And my mum, the hospital called, and then my mum came back. So she came back and told says your dad's died. Yeah. But not like that. She was very loving about it, obviously, and stuff. But I said, I have to go to school. I didn't cry. I went yeah. to school that day. Wow. And I spent a whole day at school, and then I went to my best friends after school. They were so lovely to me. Right. And but I don't. And then I don't really remember crying. I must have done. And I'm sure if I spoke to my mum, I would have cried a lot. Like, I must have yeah. cried. But I don't really remember crying. And it's weird for me that I wanted to go to school. Like, I wanted things to be normal. That's what it was, I think. Yeah. I wanted... Like, I so, like... I think Toby did. I think Toby went, went to school that yeah, day. See, it's so did, interesting. I think because you want things to be... Not that we pushed him into it. He no. wanted to, and I think kids want that sort of normality. You just want things to be normal again. And tell the teachers. And, yeah. You know. um, I was going to talk about missing someone, how that doesn't go away. Oh, missing them. I mean, that is grief, isn't it? It's just, it's missing someone. Yeah. And that doesn't ever stop. I still just want my dad back, you know? And right. that's the kind of weirdest thing, because... So much has changed. Like, my mum met my stepdad when I was 19, and I've got a lovely little sister now. She's 23. She's not that little. But, you know, I just think, like, that's really weird, you know, that I still want him back. I would give anything to have my dad back. Absolutely. No, I'm desperate. I desperately want Clemmie back. Mm. And that's, like I told you, occasionally I wake up crying. Mm -hmm. The dream is always that I'm holding her. And as I'm waking up, I know I'm waking up. You know when you're having a dream and you oh, know you're dreaming? Yeah. So you that realisation in the dream, because you're waking up now, that, oh, this is a dream. But you still kind of think it's real. You know, right. that kind of weird thing. And I can, and she's literally just fading. Oh, I have that. That must be horrendous. Yeah. Because that's 
when I think about my kids, like if if I ever think of what, what if they died, mm. is not able to hold them. I mean, my boy's fourteen; he's bigger than I am now. Right. But I still love having him in my arms. Absolutely, because that was the main thing with Clemmy. She didn't yeah. do a lot else other than just kind of sat on your lap and was kind of right. Like that. So you held her so much. So it was all very tactile. It was very, you know. Yeah. That was the relationship. It was all, you know. Mm. So yeah, I would. I would do you feel her sometimes? Do you ever like in the day to day stuff? Yeah, do you yeah I do. Feel her I do, and I still talk to her a little bit in my head. But not enough. And then I feel guilty. I so we haven't talked about that. The guilt. Oh, I bet. God, the guilt. Just, I feel bad when I'm happy. I feel bad if I don't think about her. I mean, I think about her every day. Everyone says, oh, I think about them every day. But you think, what does that mean? You just think of them at like 10 a.m. Then you think, well, that's done. Mm, I think mm. she's just, she's a constant presence. But mm. I feel guilty if I haven't kind of actively mm. meditated on her loss mm. for a little while. Because we've yeah. been, you know, doing other stuff because we've got other kids and, you know, all that stuff. Do you stuff. remember what you did the night she died? Did you eat dinner together? Do you remember any of that? I, or? I don't. I remember all the... I think I, I definitely have post-traumatic whatever mm. the hell from the event itself from mm. finding her gone and then going in the ambulance. Did you find her? I found her. Right. I went in. I went downstairs to get my youngest son's milk and I went into Clemmie's room to kiss her good morning. And uh, I just went down and kissed her and she was she was pretty cold. Oh. And I just knew that uh, that she'd gone. Wow. I knew she'd gone. And I just shouted out to Matt and he came through. And then you ring 999 because you have to. And then they make you they make you do chest compressions. Oh, no. And I knew she'd gone. I mean, she'd absolutely just she'd oh. gone, you know, and I knew she'd gone. And it's diff- it is different to a quote, I'm going to use that horrible word, normal child. It was. It is different. You can say typical the, child. Yeah, typical. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's welcome. a much better word. Yeah, it is difficult, different to a typical child mm-hmm. in that it's still obviously horrible, but we we knew she was, they called her life limited. Right. We'd always been kind of told that, oh, you know, but she may go until she's 30, 40. You know, there, right. was, there was never really a question of her... But it certainly wasn't in my mind dying as a child. Right. I didn't. That was to me. That was unexpected. However, in that morning when she'd gone, I think my reaction was slightly different. To I mean, had it been like Toby or something, mm-hmm. you know, you just would have you would have done everything, and you would have mm-hmm. you know you would have been desperately doing those chest compressions. Mm-hmm. Whereas because it was Clemmy and she had gone, there was something in me that kind of felt. It's okay. It wasn't okay, but do you know what I mean? There yeah. was just there was something in me that go that she, she looked peaceful. She didn't. She didn't look anything. It wasn't gross. There was no vomit or anything. She looked mm-hmm. super peaceful. She looked like she'd gone to sleep, but she was cold and she'd gone. Mm-hmm. But they make you put her on the floor. They make you do chest compressions, oh, which is understandable because of course they're on the end of the phone. That's what they have to sure. do. And then I say in the ambulance when they're just going hell for leather because we lived like half an hour away from the hospital, and we're just getting. I remember just getting shaken around the ambulance holding her hand, just like crying. I just wanted them to leave her alone. I know oh, they had to do all this stuff, but yeah. they're like jabbing stuff into her and all that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so I think I definitely got the post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. thing from mm-hmm. that whole, but oh, I don't imagine. remember the evening. I'm sure Matt will. Do you remember? I don't remember. Like phoning? I remember numbness. Phoning people say she's dead. Do you remember saying those I words? I think I couldn't. I think Matt did. Because that's just, Yeah. Know. I remember standing outside the hospital. Right. <laughs> and just thinking, this is just, 
Uh-huh. Surreal. Right. It feels surreal. I mean, that's the other thing. Uh-huh. You go from crying to then just being cried out because you can't constantly cry. You want to be able to just constantly cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do it. You literally can't no, do it. No. And I remember me, me and Matt would kind of take turns to cry. Right. And it would be like a competitive sport. Yeah. So like in the morning, you'd go like, "Have you cried this morning?" You'd be like, "Yeah, I had a really good go at it earlier." Mm. I'm like, "Damn you! I haven't. I haven't. I can't get one out today." Right. Right. You want to cry all the time, but I don't remember calling people. Do you, Do you remember? Specifics. I, I remember, you know, that, that, like, my childhood feels quite a blank, like, right. bizarrely. Like, you know, I was nearly 13 when he died, so... But it does feel a blank, and and I feel sad about that, because I had a yeah. really good childhood. Like, I, my, like my pet, I always felt safe when I was with my mum and dad, like... And right. I never went for sleepover, because I just wanted to be with my mum and dad. I was, like, yeah. a real home kind of kid but what I find really sad is my mum was so angry after my dad died right like her anger and I have that temper now like still in my life like I can rise up really quickly yeah and she was angry I remember shouting we'd gone to the bank and she was shouting because we were broke too like right, we right. died so suddenly and had no money and all that stuff and so yeah she's shouting with the bank manager and I'm just like and so in a way I felt like for a little bit I lost my mum like she was amazing yeah, she yeah. was amazing like she was brilliant she got us me and my sister through that without a doubt right um, but there was another weird incident we are talking about like weird things like we must talking to my son and but we were driving back through a bridge and we hit an icy patch and my mum just took her hands off the steering wheel and went oh like God. and the car Righted itself. Oh, God. Bizarrely. And my sister, I didn't see that. I didn't see it. I don't want to talk about it. Because so it's sister, like the steering wheel had been held like by someone else. It's like the steering wheel was being held by back. somebody else. So it was a weird, wow. that was a weird thing. And like weirdly, so my dad always took care of us financially really well. And so anytime we really broke, a bit of money would always come in or, you know, always yeah, some yeah. weird things would just come in. Do you do happen. feel his presence? You do I feel do, like... but I, some, like I say, sometimes I just want him to show me he's still here. But that would freak me out. But I yes. so want him. I want to know he's here sometimes. Like, yeah. sometimes so desperately, you know, yeah. like, it's physical pain. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think the the one thing that I think is that you're never going to be all right, but you'll be okay. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That sounds kind of weird, but you'll... Yeah, oh, no, I think, I think that's a really good way of putting it. You know, yeah. it's not all right, but you will be okay. Because I think, I'll say that again because you liked it. I did like <laughs> it. Yeah, don't do it again. You're oh. milking it. <laughs> we're talking about other people's awkwardness Mm -hmm. I rang up to book because you know life goes on especially when you've got other kids Mm -hmm. my other kids my two boys had a dentist appointment that was like a couple of weeks after she died Mm -hmm. and they'd missed it and our dentists is they're just Nazis Mm -hmm. if you miss an appointment they go mental at you Mm -hmm. so I phoned up just to say like I'm I'm really really so sorry We've, we've missed an appointment for my boys and she was, all, you know, receptionist is all snotty. Mm-hmm. Going like, well, we're going to have to charge it and all this kind of thing. And I just said, I said, it's just uh, my daughter's just died. And she just went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. And she just, yeah, she just absolutely. Uh, like, and then I felt bad, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. for putting that on you. I'm sorry. We're okay. Uh, <laughs> talk about the awkwardness as well. I am really always really clear with people when I talk about growing up as a single parent family that my dad yeah. died I don't want anyone to think that my mum and dad split up really yeah don't want people to think that don't want people to think that I really okay. clearly go like and I remember this one woman said to my mum she'd just she'd been divorced and, and she went I actually would say that div- that a divorce is worse than a death and I saw my mum's face or or as bad as a death or something like 
oh sh-. and I was all like <laughs> so I just got a text yeah but you always get a text yeah, yeah react to that my husband said important. no coconuts I need some coconuts your husband says no, no coconuts. coconuts is that code for something tonight in Tesco's I wanted to buy some coconuts remember that do you remember that song I've got a lovely bunch I of do. coconuts I do. don't jiggle oh. your tits when you sing that god it's yeah, is that what they're singing the about? Song. I don't. Well, now they are in my head. <laughs> what were they singing no, it about? Was an innocent time. I've got a lovely bunch yeah, of coconuts. Yeah, don't sing it again. <laughs> I, I say singing. Your singing is just sort of loudly talking. Yes. Isn't it? There's no rise and fall. No, it really isn't. Yeah, but I didn't want that. I didn't want people to think that they were divorced. And nor did my mum. Right. Oh yeah, and the woman saying I think that that divorce is is similar. To death, and my mum just wanted to go off, off to which I could see her. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Like I'm sure divorce is horrendous and painful and all yeah. those things, but I'm not sure they're the it's same thing. It's not the same. No. You can't compare them at all. No. No, my other last thought was they do say that when you have a child die, you really mm-hmm. know who your friends are. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I think there's got to be less drastic ways to find that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Thanks. Well, thank you very much for today. That was lovely. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Love. It's been good. It's Take been, care. See you next it's time. It's been something. Thank okay. you. It's been something. <laughs> it's been something. Kirsty and Rebecca will be back next week with a whole new round of this oddly captivating bollocks. So you may as well listen in.